we need to we need to have a system that actually looks at every aspect of of a case, right? And not just say if you take this to trial, um, we're going to give you more charges. But if you take a plea, we'll give you this charge and you might be harmed by it. As we come to a close of our interview, I guess the question I want to ask you is, so what are you trying to build? What's the legacy that you want to leave? I think for me, um, it's twofold. So one, I'm big on restorative justice. Um, I think that we have to find other ways to address these issues that we're talking about. Um, Restorative justice is used a lot with like juveniles and like in schools and things like that. But I think that what I would love to see for the adult system is for us to really look at restorative justice practices to figure out if there are other ways that we can address um, these situations when people are, you know, again, unhoused or someone has been victimized or, you know, like there has to be other methods. And so I'm really interested in exploring how do we um, really start implementing restorative justice practices? How is there healing, right, that Mm -hmm. can take place um, with the individuals that are involved? Mm-hmm. Um, and accountability. Like, so I'm I'm never gonna say like there shouldn't be accountability, but I think that um we need to we need to have a system that actually looks at every aspect of, of a case, right? And not just say if you take this to trial, um, we're gonna give you more charges, but if you take a plea, we'll give you this charge and you might be harmed by it, right. Yeah. Like that's that's not a that's not a yeah. That's not a justice system, right? You're you're taking you have people taking pleas, like the number of pleas is like in the 90 percentage because of the threat. So how do we how do we transform these systems yeah. where people don't feel coerced to take plea deals because they want to get home by a certain time or things like that? How do we put in place an opportunity for people's voices to be heard um, for mm-hmm. victims? to, you know, to, to be restored. The yeah. indigenous community, as well as many um, tribes on a continent have had in, you know, restorative justice practices as a part of just how they did things, right? Yeah. When harm yeah. was done. Yes. And I wish that in this country, we could actually implement more of those type of practices when harm is done, instead of just locking up somebody and throwing away the key, right? right? And, and throwing away the key, meaning even once they're released from prison, they're still imprisoned, you know, even walking around. Um, so I think that that individual healing, as well as those systems providing some form of healing as well, right? So it, it's not just that individual person, but we have to actually change some of these systems in order to really see the changes that we want to, you know, see happen. So that is really my mission as far as to do healing work. Um, as, as you mentioned in my intro, like to do healing work from in, from an individual perspective, as well as with organizations and system wide. Wow. And, you know, just I've been talking about a national healing journey and talking about it, looking at the global Pan-African community and the fact that, you know, we're going to have to do some trauma healing work that's related to the enslavement experience. But now what you're teaching me is that Obviously, the the prisoners of today uh, are still experiencing that enslavement experience. And in fact, all of us are, um, because it's now wrapped up in a nice, cute uh, looking system that really cares very little about um, humanity 
and, you know, and us as a part of humanity. So you said at the beginning of the time when we were speaking, you said every morning you wake up and there's something that you do first thing as you wake. And what is that thing that you do? So um, I have been reciting Proverbs 3, 5, 6 um, every morning, actually, since I've been incarcerated. So um, recited for us. I, and I... And I and I hope that, you know, people understand kind of why, because what I realized is that, you know, I, I wasn't in control, right, of yes. the situation I was in at the time. Yes. And so, yeah, so um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding um, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So mm-hmm. um, that is what I wake up to in the morning and that is how I start my day. (laughs) So you're a pathfinder. Yes, I am on my, I'm on my path and my journey right now. And you are a part of that. Yes. So (laughs) is there one thing or what is the one thing that you need in order to continue this journey um, and build this thing that you're trying to build? You know, um, I think that I have a few barriers, you know, that I personally have been dealing with. Um, I still owe restitution related to my case. So I'm still directly connected to the system. And in spite of all of my, you know, that I still will continue to advocate. Um, I think just supporting the work that I'm doing, my ministry call is to do healing and restorative justice work. And so any person that is interested in learning and getting involved and getting engaged in that, um, and then advocating for the, you know, the abolishment of that clause on the th- in the 13th Amendment, as well as on the state level. There, again, are numerous states that still have slavery in their constitution, um, and it needs to be removed on the federal level as well as the state level. So I just want to empower people um, because that will help with my liberation and freedom <laughs> within this country. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got my mind going. And I'm usually a lot more talkative uh, during our sessions with our guests, but you've got my mind going and I can feel it in my body. I can feel, I can feel a kind of heaviness, but I can also feel like, um, like a, an elevated kind of like awareness uh, that has come with our conversation. And, and it kind of has, has me kind of in a floating mode, like a, almost out of body kind of experience mode, although I'm not out of my body, it feels like that, right? Mm -hmm. So I know my fear response has been triggered. And then there's this aha, like, of course, this has to be incorporated into a national healing journey. Why, why wouldn't it be, you know, so Mm -hmm. there's this awareness that's coming. And then the awareness also that you know, there's this spiritual enslavement that is is present that goes along with the physical enslavement experience and and the bigness of trying to disentangle that or even, you know, figure it out so that we can create a path for our people to be free um, so that the spiritual enslavement that we've been under, it breaks because I think once that breaks, then we'll see you know, so much freedom that comes to us in the aftermath of that. So I think I have a lot of thinking to do as I end my conversation with you. And I do want us to continue talking. Um, We're having our first dialogue, I think next week, Friday, where I'm bringing a bunch of people together to just talk about 
what does a national healing journey look like? And I'm not just talking about like healing emotions, but I'm talking about healing prosperity, abundance on that kind of level for us as a nation. How do we tackle that? And it's so big, but if you tackle one part and I tackle another, and then, you know, all the people come together who have the answers and have been working on that, then I believe we can do something together. And, you know, as far as us being released to just kind of be in our own space and make, uh, make our own space free of all of this disadvantage um, that has come and the lack of liberty and the lack of freedom that has come, I think it's now time for us to own the space. There's so much that's here now. There's so many of us now. Uh, there's the technology that's available. So I'm hopeful you'll join me and that so many others, once they begin to hear the message that we can come to that table. And I mean, absolutely everybody come to the table, not just the professionals, but everybody who has a part of the answer come to the table. So I extend that invitation to you now, ask you to just broadcast that out to your networks and see if we can, you know, start to have that conversation. Maybe there's somebody who's already in government and having the conversation of how do we bring healing to the entire African nation? And perhaps we answer a part of a prayer that we as a people um, have been praying for a really long time. Absolutely. I would, yeah, I would love to be a part of that. Um, it, it That's what it takes. We, we have to, like I said, that mobilization is critical and it starts yeah. with just a few and then it builds from there. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So can I say a prayer with you as we close? Absolutely. Yes. All right. Father, we thank you. We honor you as our wonderful creator. We honor you as our liberator. And we know um, the Egypt that we are living in. And we know that it's not about the physical, but it's about the symbology. And so, Father, we honor you for hearing our cry. We honor you for responding to that cry. We honor you for now being willing to take us out. So, Father, we ask that you raise up uh, those leaders like Dr. Zaria. We ask that you raise them all up in different places and in different positions. And Father, we ask for unity that we can come together and begin to organize and orchestrate a plan for liberating every single one of our people. We thank you for the work that you have done in her life. And I ask that her path remain clear and that she is able to walk it with strength and courage that in all the ways that she needs to continue her healing journey so she can be set free, that she willfully moves in that direction. I pray for her unification with you and that as she becomes one, that she speaks, she speaks freedom, the same freedom that you desire for all of us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you. You are Thank more you than for having me. This has been awesome. Absolutely. I'll have to have you back. Um, like I said, the conversation was powerful. Um, it moved me. It moved me at a really deep level. So I thank you for that. For those of you who have been listening, I thank you for uh, coming on in and listening to us and this conversation. If you want to join our national healing journey, just come on over to drjoan.ca. Send me a message. I'd be more than happy to connect with you and talk more about that. So until next time. This is Hey, I'm Listening, and I'm your host, Dr. Joan.